I was going to tell you, Jodie, that when I was at school, we all had to make a presentation and mine was about ghosts. And I started with the question, do you believe in ghosts? And for the rest of my school life, because this was in year seven, along the corridors, that's all anyone ever said to me. Do you believe (laughs) in ghosts? Even if they weren't there when I did the presentation, it sort of went down in history. So, Jodie, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, just leave it at that. It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from beyond the classroom with Marie and Jody. I realise you can't see me, uh, but there is an accompanying movement to this. There are arm movements, yes. Yes. You can't just do a ghost sound, you have to do the ghost arms. Absolutely you do. It's necessary. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we're chatting to a teacher who's a huge fan of ghosts and ghost stories. Um, And Jodie, did you have any ghosts at any of the schools you worked in or schools you attended as a child? Um... Well, I worked in a couple of very, very old schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I worked in the oldest school in, I think, Yorkshire, possibly the country, oldest oh, state school, yeah. I should say. And also the second oldest school in Yorkshire. So two of the schools I worked in were very, very old. Um, but surprisingly not. Oh. Uh, at the school in Bakewell, there was rumours of one. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was haunted by the ghost of a hunting dog because it was a very rural school and in the farm next door they had all the hunting dogs for Chatsworth and they got fed at 5pm and so at 5 to 5 you could hear them all howling Mm. ready to kind of get their food which always to me was like a message of like I should start packing up and going home soon yeah that's a really good symbol good little alarm clock yeah yeah um so allegedly one of those dogs had died and haunted the school but yeah um, but the school I went to as a child was a mm. hospital in World War One or Two. I can't remember. Mm. And so obviously that was allegedly haunted by like all of the soldiers that died. Obviously. But yeah, yeah. I don't know but if it was. you didn't actually see anything. I don't believe in ghosts. I but want that to. That doesn't stop you from seeing something, Jodie, to be fair. Doesn't it? Isn't it no. a bit like if you don't believe, of course you're not going to see it. No, not at all. Plenty oh, okay. of people who don't believe in ghosts actually see them and then they change their mind. I quite like the idea of having ghosts in a sort of BBC sitcom way. Um, yeah. But I want to be the person that can see them. Um, yes. And nobody else can. Mostly because I just want to have a gossip with those guys. Yeah. Both their characters and the real life actors. Yeah, and I'd really like to, um, if you could chat with ghosts, I want to get mm. the history out of them. Yes. What was it really like? So... Chat to ghosts or time travel, which one would you pick? Oh, I'd have to do the time travel if I was picking. Yeah, same. Because you can talk to more people. Yeah, you can, and you can get the smell. I always yeah. think the smell of history is going to be important. Yeah, but is it going to be pleasant? No. <laughs> but it'll be important. What about you? Did you have ghosts in schools? Um, well, the very first school I went to, I have a very vivid memory of beyond the fence was a huge dip. And in the dip was a massive weeping willow and a very old, decrepit house. Mm. And, of course, in there was a witch. Of course. Of course. 
Um, and now it's gone now. It's been demolished now. Mm. And then in the school that I worked in, which was a, a completely modern secondary school that had been built probably in the 60s, I had a classroom with windows all down one wall. Mm. And I never had the windows open because I'm always cold. Yeah. So. I went. I remember. I went to the. It was after school. Everyone had gone. I went to the library. I came back, and every single window was open. And I said to the the lady who was my cleaner, yeah. "Did you open my windows? Should I haven't been in your room yet?" And I couldn't understand that because why would someone go into my room and open all the windows? And my room was hmm. allegedly haunted. So whenever posters fell from the wall, which they oh, wanted yeah. to do. The kids would be like, "Oh, miss, it's the ghost." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the kind of ghost stories come from things from World War Two or stuff like that. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. We've got one of the anecdotes actually that uh, my secondary school was a manor house that got hit by a bomb in World War Two, and according to the school legend, seven people died because of the bomb. So it was like a game of chicken with all the girls to do Bloody Mary in the bathrooms near where the bomb hit, like. Kids just buy into that stuff oh, so much, don't they? Yeah. Makes the school day interesting. It does. You've got to find the interest somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Too true. It's your own time you're wasting. Classroom chat with Marie and Jody. Do you dare to listen? So we are joined today by our very own ghost hunter and teacher. Emma, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm Emma. Um, I've been an English teacher uh, for the past few years, uh, nearly 10 years. Uh, but in my spare time, I have a great interest in the supernatural and true crime. Um, so both of them together. Lovely. So how did that interest start, Emma? Um, it started when I was um, a lot younger, probably around the age of seven or eight. Um, and I got quite interested in um, a ghost story writer in Liverpool um, named uh, Tom Slemon. And I got interested in him through my grandma. And he had like a radio slot um, where he shared a lot of his stories. Um, and he began to write books. And those books are called The Haunted Liverpool Books. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are true stories, true events uh, that have happened in and around Liverpool. Yeah, because Liverpool's got to be stock full of, of ghosts, hasn't it? There's a big kind of haunting in Liverpool, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. It's one of the two places I associate with ghosts. Is it? What's the other place? Whitby. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you ever seen a real ghost? I don't think I've ever seen a real ghost, but I've definitely had ghostly experiences especially when I was growing up so my childhood home was before or was before my my mum me and my mum and my sister moved in it was home to an elderly man and after we moved in I was so convinced that I could hear footsteps on the stairs at night so footsteps coming up the stairs footsteps coming down the stairs um and that was something that really really scared me and freaked me out but it kind of became like a, like a little bit of a running joke um, about this old man being in the house. So it was always just kind of laughed off. And there was one time, I think it was not long after my sister had moved out, or maybe she was just out for the day. And I was in the house by myself and I'd just got out of the shower. And my sister used to have this like little wooden hanging pilot on some weird little aeroplane and it was on a spring. So you'd pull the spring and the, the wings on the 
little aeroplane oh, that it yeah. um, sat on moved. So I got out of the shower and went in the room and I was convinced that somebody ran past the bathroom into the room. So I went in expecting to like see my mum or my sister and they weren't there, but the, the little pilot on the aeroplane was moving up and down in the room. Oh, my word. But what makes you think that's a ghost and not just the wind? I checked the windows, JD. <laughs> you had to physically pull it. So if, if it was the wind, it would have, I assume, been moving from side to side. It would have moved from side to side. But you could have, like, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, like, you could have, like, a little spider. Or, do you see what I mean? Like, oh, no. Spiders but, like, aren't heavy of... enough to... Don't say spiders anyway. She don't like spiders. The look our producer's <laughs> giving me is pure, like, what are you on about? But, like, things fall off and things just move because, like, you know, gravity and resistive forces and that. Just... Yeah, definitely. I Yeah, I, I can see it. And over the years when I've retold the story, I've always kind of approached it from, like, a this is what happened, but it could have been this or it could have been that. Yeah. But yeah. since both me and my sister have moved out um, and my mum met someone else and and they're in the house together they have said that they have heard things in the house uh footsteps um like things being like knocked over and stuff so I think there's definitely something Mm. in the house I have a similar story actually Emma when I was little we lived in a house the very first house mum and dad had and I was I was taken there as a baby um and every night I used to skip out of bed and go over to a desk to get some books obviously so that I could read and take the books back to bed but every night when I got out of bed I could always hear an old woman coming up the stairs and I knew I had to get back in bed before she got to the top otherwise the bed would be filled with spiders so but the weird thing was I never mentioned this to anybody because I just thought it was normal because as far as I was concerned that had always happened 100% and it was only years later that I mentioned it to mum and she did say, oh, well, we bought that house after an old lady had died. Um, and I was like, oh, weird. How funny is that? I did convince my cousin the house was haunted um, because there was a knot in the like wood of one of the things in the, in the attic mm. that looked the tiniest bit like a skull yeah. in that it was slightly bigger at the top and narrow at the bottom. Yeah. And so I convinced her that we were haunted uh, because we were built over a Native American uh, burial ground. Well, that was clever in, yeah, in Britain. Especially given we're in England. <laughs> um, didn't think that one through. And that they killed people with mousy brown hair, which both Caroline and I had. Um, Lovely. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I messed her up, but hey. How old was she when you petrified her to this extent? Probably about seven or eight. She's three years younger than me. Oh, the poor child. Here we have another anecdote about ghosts. My secondary school was next to a graveyard and there used to be all sorts of rumours about ghosts walking near the school grounds. There was an old set of rooms at the back of the school which hardly ever got used. And sometimes, if you were up there, you'd hear doors slam unexpectedly or floorboards creak. We used to make ourselves terrified, but in a good way. We liked making ourselves scared. (laughs) (laughs) So, Emma, are you just interested in ghosts or are there other things that you pursue? Um, Well, I 
vaguely mentioned at the start that I'm also quite interested in true crime. I probably listen to true crime um, every single day. Do you have to sometimes stop though? Because it gets to you a bit. It does not. It does more now. So I've got a little boy who's three and a half. So if there is anything at all that includes children or babies, I just can't. I just I love I also love true crimes. This this is where I come into my own. Do you think it's kind of a counterbalance for your kind of being a teacher and it's a bit more dark? I think so, yeah, but I think because it's something I've been interested in since I was younger, it's just always been a can you use the word hobby? A hobby that I've always had, like an interest that I've always had. Um so I think it's just something to switch off uh, from the teaching side of things, definitely. Yeah. Do you find your inner Wednesday? I've uh, definitely started wearing plaits recently when I've never wore them before. <laughs> so, Emma, what do you think about using ghosts and true crime in the classroom? Um, you've obviously got literature texts um, on the English or the GCSE English uh, curriculum, like a Christmas Carol, um, which I think, apart from the other stories that it has, um, sorry, the other messages that it has, uh, about society and, and a person's morals in society. You've obviously got the lessons that Scrooge learns from the ghosts, which I think are great lessons that mm. students should be able to understand um, and think mm. about. Um, and I have also, when I've been looking for activities like comprehensions, I've used some of the resources that are on the Beyond website. So I know that there's some resources yeah. like reading comprehensions about the supernatural um, and ghosts and conspiracies which always go down a storm whenever I use them in the classroom because it's just something that really hooks Mm. the kids in and I love a good conspiracy theory by the Mm, way me too yeah Yeah. I used to teach a writing unit where we wrote um, a crime story Mm. but the way I did it was and the cleaners did not like me for this I got someone to lay down and I drew round them so we had a chalk outline of a body on the floor and then I put the police crime tape around (laughs) it and then I also planted clues in the crime scene so that the students could explore the crime scene and then use that information to write their own murder mystery that went down really well it was very exciting I'm not sure if that would work in a maths classroom like draw around someone and find the area of their body you could you could or you could uh, do a bit on forensics I'm sure there's mathsy things in forensics. Maybe. I mean, we could do some true crime stats. That's what you could do. Stats, definitely. I love how involved kids get with, yeah. with kind of ghosts and stuff. Like every school tends to have a ghost story, even if the it teachers does. don't know about it. Yeah. And you can get uh, really, really into it. Um, which leads us to our last feedback, if you don't mind, Marie. Yes. So here we go. Another anecdote about uh kids in primary school (laughs) in primary school I used to try and host seances on the playground until my gran got a letter about it because I was scaring the younger kids I lived across the road from Hobmore Plaguemore so it was really easy for me to get obsessive oh I can imagine that's made me smile imagine (laughs) your gran getting a letter saying your child has been hosting seances (laughs) in the playground (laughs) Don't forget, if you want to get in touch for one of our future episodes, you can email us at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk. And before Marie gets in, there's Noe on Twinkle. Oh. <laughs>
you guys think kind of with social media and all the different podcasts that are out there about ghosts and true crime and you know the occult and everything like that are kids more desensitized to this because i don't think i ever you know true crime wasn't a thing when i was a kid mm. do you know what do you guys think well i certainly think with things like like if you go onto youtube and you put mm. in pictures of ghosts you can you can get hundreds of videos yeah. of, of alleged ghosts and so i think the access that children have to that sort of thing can make them desensitized to it but also mm. can also make them believe it more than I ever did as a child because all my ghostly information came from James Herbert and other authors who James Herbert horror author I'll google him yeah google him um so yeah, I think in a way they're desensitised, but in a way they think it's probably more real than I ever did when I was a child. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think the internet is such a strange place at the moment. Mm. And you've got a lot of like fake pictures being created and all these mm. deep fakes that are becoming more of a thing that yeah. it's, it's kind of worrying the things that pupils and children are going to be exposed to on the internet. But then I also think, in a way, it's much easier for them to explain away images that they might see. So, yes, you will have children who will believe it, but you might have other children who will be like, well, that's probably just fake. That's not real anyway. And I think that is a big part. So, you, you know, the fairies photo that came out in the 1920s. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody just 100% believed it because the idea of faking a photo, photos had only existed for a couple of years. Yeah. So the idea of faking a photo, and some of them were definitely faked, although the people who took them claimed that some others weren't. Um, and it was just like, whereas now, you can just Photoshop anything, can't yeah, you? Yeah, you can. So I do yeah. think um, there's definitely more scepticism between whether something's real or not. I think that's where schools certainly come into it to educate children and and pupils on how to begin to identify things that might give you a clue as to something something's like genuine yeah validity or not and like you know i i don't believe in ghosts and you guys do i'm guessing unless i've Uh, misinterpreted the last well no i i for me i believe there is such a phenomena as ghosts Mm. but i wouldn't like to say what's causing it but like that's fine because one of us is you know either they exist or they don't presumably and if we're wrong it doesn't really matter it's not hurting anyone whereas it's then kind of if you get into some of the stuff and you know you've got to find that right balance don't you and I do think kids are maybe more desensitized maybe more but maybe more open as well I agree with Emma that I think it's really important that we teach critical thinking in schools so that students can approach information with um, an open mind but also open to the fact that this may be false information and not to believe everything that's presented to you via media I just I do think there's kind of also accepting kids that believe this and kind of having that interesting discussion because it is really interesting and I feel like definitely some of my teachers would have just shut us down oh I don't remember ever having discussions like that at school and I would have really loved them yeah that's one of the things I like about teaching is getting into a topic and hearing all the different points of view oh, from, the, from the students I love that definitely and I think as 
a teacher of English and, and come from that subject, there's much more opportunity in those lessons to be able to have discussions and debates and listen to different points of view and and really, really get into it quite deep with students and then start to bring in those um, that critical thinking that you were talking about, Marie. And, and you're, in, you're in that classroom as the adult and you've got the opportun- opportunity to, to challenge and, and question and, and get them really thinking and, and starting to consider different points of view on things as well. What's on your mind? Send your thoughts, ideas and anecdotes to beyondmailbag.com at twinkle.co.uk Thank you so much for joining us, Emma. It's been really interesting. We like to finish our episodes with a little thing called Two Stars and a Wish. Um, <laughs> though we don't really stick to the two that often. Um, have you got a star from today's podcast, from today's episode, Emma? Yeah, as, it, as it's my favourite thing to talk about, it's, it's actually very hard to choose from. But I always love the opportunity to get a little bit of information about the Grey Friars Bobby in any ghostly conversation that I have. <laughs> what about you, Jodie? I have to say, I think it's the one from our one of our listeners talking about hosting seances on the playground. I just think that it's was brilliant. mine. I thought that was absolutely hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> As someone who did a Ouija board in a playground when I was at primary school. I don't think I explored this well enough. Maybe I needed to, like, yeah, do some more Ouija boards in my time at primary school. No, I think you did right to leave well alone there, to be honest. I just (laughs) frightened myself to death. Uh, And let's think of a wish. What would we like for ghost hunting and, and education? What would we like as our wish? My wish would be that I actually captured some phenomena for myself on video because when I watch other people's videos I think yeah it looks really good but I don't know Mm. that you haven't fixed that somehow so it'd have to be me doing the video and capturing the phenomena that'd be my wish what about you Emma probably on a more serious note is just to be able to have those real opportunities to to sit with students and have those discussions that we were talking about earlier mm. and the opportunity to kind of having them look at look at it from a wider perspective a wider point of view on things yeah i think my wish on a less serious note <laughs> would be to spend a day on a particular bbc sitcom uh either Aww. in real life or just to watch them film for the day because uh, i think it'd be good fun I'd also like to play a plague victim. So if you're listening, cast of ghosts, let me be a plague victim, please. Other sitcoms are available. <laughs> For example, Ghost US. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, Emma, and to our audience, thank you so much. Uh, please do like, follow, subscribe, and tell your friends all about us. Bye for now. Bye. This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind, the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.